Jesus is going to invite you today to come take a walk around a small lake. Jesus is going to say, follow me. And you know what Jesus expects in response? For us to just say, lead the way. Let's pray. God, we don't want to go out into the desert, but if that's where you lead, we'll follow you. Some days we don't want to walk around a small, quiet, peaceful lake, but if that's where you want us to go, we'll follow you. And if you lead us into a busy and anxious and busy city, we'll follow you. We just ask that you give us the wisdom and the discernment and quiet our hearts that we may listen and that we may follow you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Do you ever do things without thinking about them? A few weeks ago, I was standing right back there with one of you, dear beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, and you asked me, which shoe do you put on first in the morning? And I said, what? Because the, the, the question came out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. Do you, what shoe do you put on in the morning? I don't, okay, I'll stop and think about it. And I'm going to give you a second to think about it so that you can figure it out and then keep listening to the sermon instead of thinking, well, which shoe do I put? I put on my left shoe in the morning. Why? Why are you asking me such a personal and intimate question? Which shoe do you put on first? And he says, well, I do too. You know, I put on my left shoe and my right. He says, try tomorrow morning to put on your right shoe first. It's kind of disorienting, you know, because it's just... I've done it for however many years that I ever started putting on my own shoes. I mean, one day, it just I guess I put on the left one first and then the right one, and it's just been that way ever since. I don't think about it. I don't give it a lot of thought. But we do things sometimes without thinking about them. And I think that we've grown so used to intellectualizing God, to thinking about God. And you noticed I started that word, uh, I think. I think... We think about God so much, and we make sure that we have to get everything just right, and we have to defend all our answers, and we have to get all our answers just right, that sometimes we quit hearing Jesus say, follow me, and we just go through life reacting and kind of doing things the way that we've always done them without thinking about, wait, why are we doing them? And all the while, Jesus is just saying the same thing, follow me, just come with me. Just come follow Jesus. And Jesus could have invited us to the hustle and bustle of Jerusalem. And he could have had a bigger church. And he could have had a lot more publicity. But instead, he says, let's go up to Galilee. And you know what our response is supposed to be? Lead the way. So in Matthew 4, 
12 through 23, before the Sermon on the Mount, before Jesus really gets to preaching, Jesus goes and does something, He invites, and He says just a few things to get things started. This is the way Matthew starts the story. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, He withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James son of Zebedee and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. I read this Native American proverb recently. Listen or your tongue will keep you deaf. Well, this year's all about listening, but along the way it may be wondering about why we put on the left shoe first, and maybe even slowing down a little bit. We need to slow down, don't you think? Do you know the, the comedian Stephen Wright? I love his observation. I think God is going to come down and pull civilization over for speeding. And it's about listening to God and being careful to do what we do most often. Really being careful not to do what we do most often, which is listen to God until God gives us the answer we think we want. We do that, right? We go to God and say, God, please show us your will for X, Y, and Z. And then God steps in, shows us, and we go, no, no, okay. Let me say this again, God. (laughs) Let me repeat myself, because I don't think you heard me the first time. You know, when the people of God in Scripture ask for God's direction, you know where they wind up most often? The desert. Like, God, we want you to be with us. Show us us your will. Okay. Welcome to Egypt. Welcome to Babylon. 
Welcome to Assyria. Welcome to Persia. Well, we didn't want to go to Babylon. I know you didn't want to go to Babylon, but that's where I'm going to take you. And I'll go with you. You don't have to go by yourself. See, this is the thing about God. This is not a boss who says, go do that, and then I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to finish. And then you come tell me when you're finished. God says, no, you go over there, but I'm coming with you. And I'm going to do the work with you. Yeah, you're going to go dig ditches in Babylon, but I'm going to go dig them with you. And I'm going to send people to dig them with you. And I'll be with you the whole time. And all the while we're saying, God, can't we go back to Jerusalem? And God says, yes, you're going to go back to Jerusalem. But not right now. Not yet. Not until you get it through your thick skulls that I'm just as with you in Babylon say I'm in Jerusalem. When we actually follow Jesus and listen to Jesus, we hear Jesus say things like, repent for the kingdom is near. Jesus says things. When we stop and listen to Jesus, he says things like, love your enemies. And he says things like, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And you know what we do the most? We ask intellectual questions. We object and we ask Jesus to make exceptions. But Jesus keeps talking, expects us to just keep listening and be quiet by the lake so that we can hear Jesus over the droning of our own self-imposed distractions. You ever been to a place where so much was happening that you may have missed some of the important life happening right under your nose? We do things without thinking. We react without thinking. We're putting on left shoe, right shoe without even thinking about it and rolling at our, our eyes at people who put on their right shoe first. And then we grab our phones and our screens and we amuse ourselves to death. And half the time we may even do the sacred things while completely distracted. There's a reason that Jesus says that if you come to the altar with bad things in your heart for your brother and sister. Set down the externals for a minute. Go work it out with your people. And then come walk around the lake with Jesus. I mean, it's no wonder that the American church is going through such a shift. We're trying to walk around the peaceful lake with Jesus while at the same time driving ourselves crazy with information that 99% of it falls right into the Ecclesiastes category of meaningless, meaningless, everything is vanity. You ever picked up your, your phone lately and looked at the news and then you finish reading a story and you think to yourself, why did I just read that? You know, you look at all the headlines and it's like, why did I just spend five minutes of my time, you know, with them talking about what so-and-so war to this award show and oh jennifer and brad are talking again who cares <laughs> for pete's sake you know we're just bombarded with vanity vanity all is vanity and meaningless meaningless all is meaningless and and then jesus says here come walk around the lake with me and okay and then we go walking around the lake with jesus while we're staring at our phones and doing some of the things without really knowing why we're doing them. We're just doing them. 
So a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I'm doing my morning routine, and those of you who've heard me preaching for a while, you know what morning routine is, recliner, coffee, darkness, nobody else is awake, okay? You get the, get the picture. So I'm sitting there reading, and I hear my cat finish breakfast upstairs, because he has one of those, you know, automatic bowls that turns, you can hear it turn, locks into place, he eats, you can hear him eating, then... Typically, I mean, he's 15 years old, so he's a little off. Anyway, he, he runs downstairs, and because he's 15, sometimes he forgets to stop and scratch a scratching post at the bottom. He just keeps going. And when he just keeps going, instead of stopping and scratching at my scratching post, he goes for a, a Persian rug that's, that's kind of precious to me, and... I knew he was going to do it because he's just a 15-year-old cat. I knew he was about to do it. So he comes running down the stairs. He's hollering as he's running down the stairs. He misses the scratching post. He goes for the rug. But before, because I knew he was going to do this, before he gets claws out, before he even has time to get him out, I, in my chair, while I'm sitting there reading, go, just like Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid. And even as I was doing it, even as I was, I was saying, at, 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 why did I just do that? Why didn't I just say, stop it, cowboy? I don't know why I did it. It's just one of those things that for whatever reason kind of got ingrained somewhere along the way. Left shoe, right shoe. I don't know why I'm doing this stuff. But I, I think knowing that I don't know why I did it and that I just reacted is at least a good place to start. Because if we're going to have a vision for our church in 2020, we need to find ways to make quiet spaces, and just to wait on God. To sit by the lake and let Jesus do the talking. Because half the time when Jesus is talking, I think we have the urge to raise our hands in the middle of class and say, yes, Jesus, but what about this? And you know what happens when we do that? We stop listening. Jesus does not seem to be nearly as in favor as we are of doing things according to our preferences. And then we stop listening. Have you noticed that people are not as interested in doing church as they used to be? Let me tell you something. It's not that they're not interested in God. It's, I think, that we have codified church as left shoe, right shoe when I don't know, maybe it's just as good to go completely barefoot. I think God is more concerned with, come walk by the lake. Come sit by the lake with me. Because you know what would happen if James and John, Andrew and Peter, were there by the lake doing stuff with their nets and 
throwing things and mending things. And Jesus said, come follow me. You know what would happen today? Okay, perfect world. James and John and Andrew and Peter would say, lead the way. And they would just go. But you know what else might happen? Maybe they might say, can I go charge my phone first? Or, can I go take a shower first? Trust me, Jesus, you want me to go take a shower first? No, just come on. Just come on. Come follow me. Can I go pack? I've got a lot of stuff I want to bring with me. You won't need it. Just come follow me. Yeah, but there's this one, no, just come follow me. I read a poet this week from ancient China who wrote something that's just kind of been, I don't know, haunting me and comforting me at the same time somehow. The wise person knows that it is better to sit on the banks of a remote mountain stream than to be emperor of the whole world. If we are going to cast a vision this year and in the near future of all our hopes and dreams and ideas for bearing for our church, First, we need during this year to pray for God's will and to discern God's will together. Because the possibility remains that we can talk church without talking about God. As crazy as that sounds. Plus, before we talk vision, it'll probably be a good idea to just listen. Plus, everything we need to live with God and for God today, right here, we already have. There is no fear in love. Do not be anxious and do not be afraid. Just come follow Jesus. Do not be anxious and do not worry. Just come follow Jesus. Have you ever heard the beautiful truth that there is no fear in love? We as this family of Jesus followers will do nothing out of fear and we will not be afraid. Every day when we wake up and hear Jesus say, follow me, we will go together, not alone, but together, and we will respond to Jesus' invitation with the only response that Jesus expects. Lead the way. Amen.